0: What's up everybody, it's Jonathan Evans, excited to be back. Uh, We're doing our Power Punch Bible studies. I hope you've been uh, tracking with us and joining in on the podcast. If this is your first time, uh, don't be afraid to go back and work your way up to where we currently are. But I'm excited about what we're talking about. We've just been talking about the power of one um, in Ephesians chapter 4. Um, and I started with verse 5, which says, One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father who is over all, through all, in all. And it's just the power of one. God, uh, Paul is writing, and he really wants us to be focused on one. I mean, we're unified by this uh, based on Ephesians 4. We're, we're unified by we're supposed to be bossed around or governed by one Lord. Uh, he's supposed to tell us what to do so that we can be um, uh, have the experience of that particular Lord's outcomes. The problem with a lot of us is we simply have too many Lords. We have too many things that are able to tell us how to live or, or to boss us around. And so he wants us uh, to understand the concept of one Lord. And if we have one Lord, certainly we have one faith. And if we have one faith, certainly we have one baptism. Baptism has to do with identity. And then we have one God and father, a powerful father that we have who works on our behalf. But I want to walk back up this time to Ephesians chapter four, verse four. So I'm going to go back up because he starts out and says there is one body, one body. And he's not talking about our physical bodies, but he kind of uses our bodies as a as an illustration for the body of Christ. He's talking about the body of Christ, Christ's body. And, and we are members of it based on first Corinthians 12, 27, that we are members of the body of Christ and the body of Christ based on Colossians one is the church. Okay. And so he's talking about the church. And so we are members of the church. when you, when you join a church, you join a local body and, and you become a member of the local body of Jesus Christ. And so all the churches are, are a part of the body and every church has a many members in it, just like a body has 10 fingers and 10 toes and uh, two feet and two knees and, 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 and two legs and six abs. Well, for me, it's just one ab, but for some of you out there who are really in shape, you got six of them. I mean, there's many members uh, to our body. And if one member is not functioning appropriately, it affects the whole body. And so we have to understand how important we are as members of the body. Some people think it's my father who art in heaven. No, it's our father who art in heaven, that we have a specific ministry based on our purpose, gifts and skills that God has called us to in order to contribute to the church. So we need to understand that the church is not actually the structure uh, or the building you go to. That is actually just where the church gathers together to worship and you are a part of it. And so that understanding that I'm a member of a church and that is the individuals that the Holy spirit dwells that make up the body of Christ is what the church really is. And he and Paul says there's one body. And so the reason why we need to be focused on one and there's power in one is because when you take the individual members of a hand and ball them down into unity, into a fist, they can strike a mighty blow. And so we have to understand that. But in, under, in order to understand that, we have to know how important our part is that we play in it. But I first wanted to give you an understanding of the church and what he means uh, by the body. Um, therefore you really can't say if you understand that the church is the individuals in it and not just the building um, it's technically um, more correct to say the church is gathering and I will be there than to say I'm going to church or you'll hear hear a lot of people say, um, Um, are you, are you going to go to church on Sunday? You know, that's, they're, they're thinking about the context. They're saying it in context with the actual structure and not in context with the actual people. The reason why that's important to change maybe our verbiage or how we think about that is because once you leave the building, you're no longer obligated to, um, the structure of what that building demands from a lifestyle standpoint. A lot of people will say, man, uh, you can't do that in church, man, or you can't say that in church or man, we're in church. Don't you know where we are? That means that you should act a certain way based on the fact that you're in a structure that people believe is the house of God. But based on First Corinthians six, 19, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. So you are actually the house of God. So anything you wouldn't do in that physical structure, you shouldn't do anywhere else in your life. But people use the physical structure As the house of God, so that when they leave the physical structure, they are no longer obligated to the lifestyle that the physical structure demands. But you need to understand that you are the physical structure that should obligate you to a lifestyle because the Holy Spirit actually lives in you. So that kind of messed some of us up now, right? We can't use the same terminology. Uh, Well, you can't do that in church and then go outside of the church and start doing it. Because you are the church. And Paul is saying it's one body. And with that body, we want to do and grow in all aspects of Jesus Christ. That's, that's Ephesians 4.16. That body wants to grow. That body wants to make an impact. That body wants to get things done. In other words, Jesus Christ has an agenda. And he's going to get it done through the body. But in order to get it done through the body, he is dependent upon the members of the body functioning so that the body can make the impact that it's supposed to make. Uh, if you're, if you're a football fan, you know that every offense and defense, um, has 11 members to it. Um, but it's still one defensive unit. It's still one offensive unit, but in the ultimate team sport of football, since that's my thing, I was a former football player. I know that if there's one member that's not functioning appropriately as a member of that unit, we can't move the ball. The ball's not going anywhere. It's not because there wasn't a good play call. It's not because there may have not been a a good head coach or he, he sent in the wrong play. A lot of times it's because there was one member or two members that weren't getting the job done. So if you look at our culture and us trying to progress as Christians against our culture, and it seems like we're not winning, it seems like we're going backwards or we're not progressing, then we have to look at the members. We have to look and see what am I doing? as a part of this body to contribute to the progression of God's kingdom, since he's the head coach calling the plays. And since he's the head coach, you can't say it's the coach's fault because we got a perfect coach. You can't say it's the playbook's fault because we have a perfect playbook. So now the last place to look is the members who he has placed on the field. Now, some people may say, Oh, wait a minute, Jonathan. Now, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but can't God just do this himself? I mean, why would God, uh, you know, use us as people to kind of get his agenda done. I mean, God is all powerful. He should just be able uh, to do this himself. Well, that's like saying the head coach should come out there and play himself. The game was not constructed for the head coach to play. It was constructed for him to come up with the plan. It was constructed for him to come up with the book. It was constructed for him to draft the right people. It was constructed for him uh, to put the uniform on the people that he believes that can be the right members in order to execute his vision. But the game was constructed for the players to execute and for the coach to come up with the plan. The kingdom of God was constructed the same way. That God said in Genesis 1:26, he said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule. And so at that moment, he passed rule doesn't mean he lost rule, but he decided to rule through the agents that he would place on the field and give a uniform to through the blood of Jesus Christ. In Matthew 16, Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He did not say the gates of hell will not prevail against me. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so the subject there is the church and the playing field is the gates of hell. That's the defense and the defense of hell will not prevail against the offense of the church, but we are the church. And so when Paul says there is one body, He's talking about, yes, the church of Jesus Christ globally, and he's also um, automatically including the individual members of it. Now, this is important. We have to understand our part that we play within our purpose our destiny, our divine design, and what God has called us to do. Everybody is not uh, the heart of the body. Everybody is not the elbow. Everybody is not the knee uh, or the feet or the hands. You, you may be just one part. You may be the pinky. You may be uh, the pinky toe or the big toe. You may be what people think is a small part of the body. But it's only a small part of the body until it gets injured. It's only a small part of the body until it's not functioning. Once it stops functioning, it becomes a big deal. Uh, you know this when you're walking through your house and you feel like you've been at your house long enough to walk to the bathroom at night uh, in the dark, and then you, you're you walking to the bathroom at night in the dark, and uh, you forget about that piece of furniture or that toe that your kid left in the middle of the floor, and you slam your pinky toe against that furniture or that, or that, that toy, all of a sudden the pinky toe is a big deal. Because no matter what part Uh, You play in the body of Christ when one of us gets injured or when one of us quits or when one of us fails or when one of us uh, is not doing what we have been called to do. The whole body feels the effects of it. If you look at First Corinthians 12, 26, it says, as one member suffers, so do the other members. And so we're suffering today because we have people who are connected to the body of Christ by faith who are not connected to the body of Christ by function. They're connected because you've received Jesus Christ. So you're a part of the body, but you are an insufficient member of the body or a deficient member of the body. And it's hard. It's hard to operate as a body when you have members that are not putting in work. And some of you may be thinking to yourselves, well, I mean, the, the church of Jesus Christ is so big. I mean, what impact can I play? Um, can, I, can I, not can I play, but can I, Pay, um, what what can I do? What 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 can I actually uh, put in? What what kind of payment can I make uh, to the advancement of God's kingdom? It's not really worth it. There's a lot of people doing stuff, Um, and there's not much I can do. Trust me and understand that after the game is over on Sundays, the coach always takes each individual player in the room, and he has one question: Were you an asset or a liability to the entire unit? It doesn't matter how small your job was. It doesn't matter um, how many players were out there. No, he's talking to you. And even if the offense doesn't progress down the field, uh, excuse me for you defensive people out there who love defense, I was an offensive guy, so I normally talk in offense. But even if the offense does not progress down the field, if you sit in that meeting room the next day and you're able to look at your head coach and he's able to look at you and he's able to say to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because you were an asset to the unit. You were not a liability. One thing that we have to remember is that 2 Corinthians five ten says, For we all will go before the judgment seat of Christ and be recompensed for whether we were an asset or whether we were a liability. So when Paul says we have one body, he's automatically looking at the members. And he's saying, even though it's one body, that one body is dependent upon all of its members who have been brought together by one spirit, which is the next uh, the next uh, podcast we'll talk about. We're all one, but we need functioning members. We need people who know that after the game of life is over, they'll go before God and God will have one thing to say to you. Not everybody else. It'll just be you because we'll all have our day and he's going to want to know. As a member of the body, were you an asset or were you a liability? And on that day, much like football, I want the head coach to be very proud that I was an asset and I wasn't a liability, no matter how small I thought my part was. Till next time, be steadfast. That's why we got to be steadfast, unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord. Because even though there's one body, there's many members and you are a member of it. Be an asset. We'll talk next time.